Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces. Plus, they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. What's up, Gypsy Gang? We are back for the first episode of our new uh, our new content series called Gypsy Gang Worldwide. Uh, doing this basically because this whole corona thing has made it quite challenging for guests to come in the studio. Uh, so we figured that we would open up uh, the, the, I guess, the Skype video call Zoom world. Um, so we're going to be calling people into the studio. Uh, the reason it's kind of taken so long to do it is because technically it was quite hard. Like I I wasn't really happy with the Skype stuff. The quality just wasn't up to scratch. Um, so we've kind of put in a lot of work and we've come up with this new, um, we're using like this new software. We've kind of redone all the internals of the studio to get like a real low latency, uh, high quality audio that comes through this these video calls. So uh, the other thing too is like Gypsy Tales, the podcast is like more of a podcast and then it goes on YouTube. Um, YouTube is like a really good audience for us as well as iTunes. Um, but the podcast is more geared up just for straight iTunes and then it kind of goes on YouTube. Whereas this, I wanted to do a show that was for YouTube, but then also goes on iTunes. Um, so yeah, just a cool little content piece. We're going to do it each week. Uh, we're going to try for every Saturday morning. Um, and it'll just be like cool video calls with cool people just talking about random stuff. So, um, yeah, really excited about something I've been wanting to do, uh, since this whole Corona thing started, but just sort of kind of getting around to it now. Um, so massive thank you to Sam Moore, Guy Streeter, and of course, Josh Hill for being in this, uh, this first version. I just got to give a quick shout out to our sponsors. Uh, firstly, the guys at Crick's tweed uh you can head to crickstweed.com.au they're basically still just doing uh like i guess you'd say contactless car sales and servicing so head to crickstweed.com.au talk to kyle uh and if you are in the market for a new or used car they're still giving away the honda uh the ktm 450 um but they're just going to extend it a little bit past june uh, and just see how it all goes down also, the guys at MX Store uh, have reopened their showroom. Social distancing laws are in place um, for the uh, the opening of the showroom, and click and collect is still the preferred way to 
to uh, get your MX store order, but still fully functioning, still uh, pumping through and still supporting uh, motocross and also been doing a really good job with their isolation games. If you haven't been following uh, their Instagram at MX store, um, also the guys at rival Inc are going hard as well. Uh, we'll be doing some cool new stuff with them in the coming weeks. Uh, you can head to www.rivalincdesigncode.com. Use the code gypsy gang for 15% off. Uh, and you can also use that same code at thrillseekerscollection.com. Best seat covers in the game. Uh, they just recently sent one through to Jack Miller. I was talking to Jack on FaceTime the other day and he was frothing at it. Um, and then we need to give a uh, uh, shout out to the guys at Boost Mobile. Uh, we actually, I just, I'm so done with like messing with the internet. Um, so I've got an old iPhone uh, that has a Boost Mobile SIM card in it. And then I'm powering these calls uh, off of the 4G that is on uh, the Boost network. So, um, and yeah, just do this with, with my recharge. And that's how I'll be running this shows because the NBN is just too unreliable for this kind of stuff. So massive thank you to the guys at Boost. And also a big thank you to Sam, uh, who not only co-hosted this podcast with me, uh, but also supports the show through Fist Handwear and Dixon Flannel. So you can head to dixonquality.com.au to cop that new flannel. I just got a new one yesterday and I love it. There's there's no better feeling than a crisp Dixon. Uh, you can use the code RAMPTHIEF uh, to get 15% off. And if you go to fisthandwear.com, you can use the code FUCKJACE and that's going to get 15% off as well. Thanks so much, guys. Hope you enjoy this new show. Uh, it'll be coming at you every Saturday from now. Peace. Gang and they come and get gang. Gang and they come and get gang. Gypsy gang. Gypsy gang. Gypsy gang. Gypsy gang. I'm at a gypsy. Gypsy gang. Gypsy gang. I'm at a gypsy. Jason's back. We're on, boys. We are on. We are here with our first ever guest and our first ever. Oh, we're recording. Yeah, we're on. It's fucking happening. (laughs) I've made sure of it too. So he's our first ever guest and he's our first ever repeat guest. Okay, so first of all, before we talk about anything else, are we actually 100,000% recording or not? Straight up. The red buttons are red. Is there sound coming through the computer? Correct. Everything's done. Because I like Josh, but I don't know whether we should do this three times. Third time's a chop. Nah, second time's Gucci. <laughs> Let's just keep it at two. So, um, so yeah, full disclosure, we did this, not last weekend, the weekend before. I like how you're outing yourself before I we out it, here. Yeah, I fucked it up. I'm doing Eminem right now. Fuck it. I'm just going to talk shit on myself so that you I guys love can't. I love it. Um, the seat is really fucking high. Sit on that one. No, nah, that one's lower. Trust me. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so I fucked up the recording. This is our new show. Um, we had a great show. We spent an hour talking shit last time. Um, Joe Hill came up with the name. What's the name of our new show, Joe Hill? Gypsy Tales Worldwide. Wide, wide. What? 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 <laughs> so, because I guess that's what we're doing. We're we're going worldwide. We're gonna do this new, no different. This new like kind of Skype sort of video call show. Um, and we thought with uh, Joe Hill's Urban Rider clip that he dropped a couple weeks ago. He'd be like the perfect dude to talk to. And then we ended up just talking a bunch of mad shit. It was a really fun show. So <laughs> yeah, it was a really trying, fun show. Sorry, you couldn't hear it. <laughs> you're trying to replicate the greatness. Uh, it was so... It, it was, it was so, actually a really good one. I was really disappointed. Uh, what's that? Huh? This would be better. All right, you guys can kick it off. We're going to... Oh, here it, yeah. we go. So they're actually going to triple check because now he's paranoid. That's awesome. 
<laughs> oh shit that's awesome what trophies you got should up we there redo the intro or should we sorry what what are those up there yeah that's my brother's that's my brother's oh. i never got a, a yeah it's, he's got some memorabilia around here but that's uh, sick. Yeah, we got a third place melbourne melbourne supercross trophy back oh there, nice, hard, nice. hard earned there you go. It's the third place Melbourne Supercross trophy up there behind him. Oh, we talked about it. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> we had an off-air chat. Uh, we, we almost got it on the couch. So, uh, Joe Hill, what's been going on, brother? Not too much, man. Just uh, trying to balance being a Supercross racer and also filming Real Moto. So, it's been... Uh, and doing other projects like Urban Rider. And I and, uh, just went to this cool video with Racer X yesterday with Darren Durham. Oh, so sick. So, just... Uh, Ride my dirt bike a lot and trying to trying to kind of balance those two out. Yeah, dude, how dirty was Darren Durham's crash? Fuck, was that oh, the one of the man. gnarlier crashes like that's come out in a long time? It's one of those things like that was one of the scariest looking crashes I've ever seen. And then like, you know, it's your buddy too. Like Darren Durham's one of my like one of my favorite people in the sport, and he's one of the, my favorite riders and. And yeah. to see that, like, it was gnarly. I was I was lucky that, like, somebody warned me, like, it's gnarly, but he's okay. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah you know yeah. what I mean? It looked like he was, yeah. So, that was nuts. I guess he, there was, like, a little hole that you can kind of see in the video. Like, and I guess he had fallen earlier in the day and had some, some grit in his throttle. And so, yeah. it just didn't help and just caught a wheelie. Like, you said he was going to wheelie into the face, like, purposely and then kind of, you know, set it down and, like, get yeah. some extra pop. And, with that uh, mad the front style that he's got down <laughs> Dude. yeah so hectic. so hectic. he was out riding with me yesterday he's still a little bit sore um like he you know <laughs> he, he wasn't running at quite full capacity but you know he's, he's on a bike again so a week after that double backflip dismount <laughs> Dude, right i bet he Nuts. cleaned his throttle out can we just all right let's just go around the web and talk about some of the weirdness that's happened uh with like so i feel like the darren durham crash is like one yeah and then fucking grant bink doing a double backflip first time ever hitting the moon booter and then harry bink doing a fucking triple flip like there's been some weird shit on the internet the last couple of weeks yep I literally just was on Harry's page because Molly was like, did you see that picture of Harry and Shelby? Yeah. <laughs> 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 so uh, I was on there and then I started scrolling down and seeing Grant's double backflip. And I mean, obviously I already seen Harry doing the, working on the triple flip and it's just, um, yeah, I, I went for, and, I was... know, I'm in my backyard feeling, feeling good doing one, you know, yeah. <laughs> on your Tesla. Grant who doesn't even ride is doing double. I'm feeling good about doing none. <laughs> uh, you're over there on your Tesla doing backflips. Dude, Grant's so gnarly. Yeah. Like, I went for a walk with him the other morning and we were cruising along and he's just like, yeah, I just like sent a double backflip yesterday eh, into the pit. And I was like, why? And he goes, I don't know. Like, I just sort of felt like I could do it. And I'm like, okay. Uh, can you sure. imagine Can you imagine a fucking Nitro Circus double flip train with Harry and Grant as a back tattoo and then Grant and Harry as a back tattoo with that no like, one, and no one with any shirts on <laughs> would that be the weirdest fucking action sports yeah we need we need Grant on tour huh yeah, oh, nice. I, don't, I don't know whether the world needs Grant on tour <laughs> Grant's so fucking gnarly that he's on tour at home yeah yeah <laughs> 
He's like always on tour. He's on tour, but, but he never just leaves doesn't the leave. postcode. Yeah, doesn't leave Burley, but he's on <laughs> that's tour. Awesome. That's for sure. Oh fucking hell! How did uh, so? How did the Urban Rider uh, get received? Um, I think everybody kind of thought it was weak, and it, it was like, <laughs> but uh, well, I didn't think it was. I, weak. I, I, know, was I thought it was great. It's a good video. Like, I mean, I, I liked it. You I had it a like lot of four fun days. Yeah, we just didn't have time to like, you know, I didn't have that. You know, I think everybody's so accustomed to just having that one just banger, crazy new shot. And yeah. for me, it was just like, it was just making a video that is going to be entertaining, riding a bike, like where you wouldn't see a bike normally. So that was, yeah. uh, it was really fun to make and it was cool. And, you know, we had a, we had about a week window to get something done and, and put something out. So it was cool. I, I feel like at the moment, everyone's putting out like like quick content you know rather yeah. than like rather than spending like two months on a clip or on a video you know on a video there's because the world you know because everyone's consuming so much of that stuff yeah like it seems that brands are just pushing out like heaps of like smaller you can tell that you know they haven't spent two months on it that they've just gone and banged it out in like two or three days and put yeah. something out which is i reckon it's sick because you know, it gives all of us something new to watch when there's fucking nothing else to watch or nothing else to do, I guess. I think, like, people are jaded, too, on, like, the big shit. Like, you know, Barrowman put out his... Like, they did that remix of, like, Barrowman's clip at um, when he was at, oh, fuck, Moto Sandbox or, like, wherever it was. And it's, like, he's hitting, like, 180-foot fucking doubles and shit. Like, people are just so jaded, man, to where it's, like, I almost feel like... It felt like Urban Rider, like the what you put out was more like a core skate clip, if that makes sense. It wasn't like a fucking girl skate film, but it was like the old school, like just core. This is just like a fucking solid edit. But you're right. It didn't have like a Cineflex and a fucking Phantom and it wasn't shot on 20 reds because it just seems like people just expect that shit these days. Well, I mean, it was uh, it was me, one filmer, and my girlfriend Molly filming, and GoPros and Insta three sixty cams. I mean, it was uh, it was basically I just went out, scouted, found some stuff like, and I mean, there is every a lot of the stuff I did, and it was like real technical, like it, mm. you know, just like that one little bunny hop over the wall down the embankment to the to the landing, like that that clip was pretty tricky to do and was, I was pretty pumped because, you know, you don't really, nobody bunny hops a dirt bike. And I just <laughs> used like a little curb to like bunny hop over a wall and then down a hill. And that was pretty cool. And some of that the jumps That one drop too, was pretty like, savage too. Yeah. I mean, there was, there was some, there was some cool stuff. Oh yeah. The one drop like from yeah. like one parking lot down to another. Yeah. It was, that was, a, it was pretty big and had no landing and I was in yeah, work, you could tell you know, that thing like hit tennis hard. shoes, work boots. <laughs> so it's, uh, I mean, there was some stuff that was, was pretty sick in it and I, I really enjoyed filming it, but yeah, there wasn't like, you know, I didn't invent any tricks. I just went and rode some, you know, new, new stuff and had a good time and it, it was, it was really cool. Like, I mean, just, it's the stuff I like doing. I basically just put out a video of what I like doing. So yeah. if people like it, I'm, I'm stoked. And if people were, you know, didn't think that it was, you know, all that great, a lot of, you know, I, I understand that too. And I'll be coming out with something for real moto that will hopefully change those people's mind. Yeah. 
It's um, it's kind of a bunch Real of Moto's, projects. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, Re- yeah Real totally. Moto is going to be kind of gnarly this year. I feel like without actual X Games, Real Moto is kind of yeah. Well, like, that's everything. Like I had Creed in my office like yesterday or the day before or whatever. He called in to pick something up or I don't know what he was doing, but um, he was just saying that like obviously with no actual X Games, that's kind of it. It's like like there's one event for the year and it's Real Moto. Is he in that? Yeah. Is Creed's in? Yeah. Oh, gnarly. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> like, I didn't even hear who is up. Oh yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be pushing it. That's for sure. She. Ah, she. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I I thought I I had originally thought gonna be I had heard it was Foster, myself, Axel is what I'd heard, um, Raha and Vicky Golden. Yeah, yeah that's right. five, right? Yeah. So, and then I'd heard rumors that Axel might have dropped out. So that would make sense that. Why would Axel drop out? You reckon? Probably some political Uh, shit or like just didn't want to. uh, Maybe just, maybe, I don't know. Maybe just (laughs) the budget probably isn't big enough for what he has in mind. You know? Yeah. Like we get, we get like, we get like $12,000 to film like a video, which is awesome that we have that, but it's, you know, to do what you really want to do, you're, you're kind of coming out of pocket you know, in hopes yeah. to get that gold medal and that extra bonus. You know, we were kind of like betting yeah. on ourselves to to kill it and make money by just being gnarly. <laughs> it's uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. Crazy. yeah, like you kind of go don't get anything if you don't win, essentially, because it's like you can't keep any of that money and still win that you get originally. Like I'll I'll be out of pocket if I don't win. Yeah, the way I'm hitting it, like that's so fucking that's, sick. Uh, got You got to invest in yourself. <laughs> Exactly. You know, I'm going to try to, I'm just going to try to do my best. feeling bougie and I like it. <laughs> you, get, you get one, you know, like you get one chance if you do it and you suck and you don't make an impact or not, not even suck. Like if you just do it and you don't like, there's a lot of, been a lot of really good videos, like, and the people didn't get invited back. Like Hillsack yeah. had a really sick video and he didn't, he, I don't think he made the podium. And then Durham's video, it's like, it was pure durham and i loved watching it and he's got the sickest style and probably had the biggest free ride hit but Mm. didn't you know he didn't make the podium and so he's like you know you don't they don't invite you back for like three like beerman didn't meet the requirements to get invited back that's why we haven't seen him which i think is kind of bogus like i mean it's like beerman's like that's an event him and axel are the dude yeah 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 yeah. like 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 him tyler is real murder (laughs) yeah yeah you know him Axel, uh, Foster Chris seems Foster, to be there every year, though, right? Raha, well, yeah, because he's he's either wins or wins the fan vote, or yeah, he medal. I don't think he's ever not medaled. Yeah, his stuff's always um, sick, and same with, same with Raha. If you put if you put together Foster, like everybody forgets about Foster because he kind of just does like that one big piece a year. Yeah, doesn't, he doesn't like, fight to stay relevant really, all year. Yeah, he doesn't fight the social media relevancy battle. He just, like, does, puts out his project. It's really sick. And then when you go back and, like, I've been just watching all the old real motos going, okay, like, that's, that was sick. You know, just trying to get ideas and kind of understand, like, the criteria and the, just the way the whole program's ran, you know. Now we have a big enough catalog of old events that I can kind of study it and see what worked and what didn't and try to come up with some, you know, come up with some stuff but i was watching fosters and fosters like his highlight reel from real moto is uh it's pretty nuts but creed coming into it that's gonna be like now we basically have two rahas 
you know? <laughs> we got two dudes. We got two dudes that are just that are degaff and yeah, just going to send it, you know, like they're just going to they're they're going to definitely lay it out on the line. It's going to be sick and Creed, I don't think anybody, you know, really knows what he's capable of other than that he just goes insane off a quarter pipe. So yeah. that's actually that's actually now that I'm hearing that I'm kind of scared. <laughs> it's crazy, man, because it's like you're when, you, about... when you said that, I was like, "Shit, did I just say something I wasn't meant to say?" And then, then I realized he's posted it all over his social media. Fuck it, this show. I, needs I don't exclusive. pay attention <laughs> enough. I don't. I don't pay. No, attention no, that's good. That that's yeah. good. <laughs> it's funny though. It's like you're watching fucking tape, pretty much of like x games real moto like i'm watching tape like a fighter watches tape to get ready <laughs> yeah, for a fight yeah. and there's like here comes this wild australian cunt that has no tape yeah, <laughs> and you're yeah, like yeah, fuck yeah. i'm kind of scared of him i hear he's got knockout power well yeah he does i mean i, I know what he's capable of you know like the guy just basically say hey i want to be in this like let me in like i'll show you what's up and yeah. we're all kind of like we hear that and we're like yeah, okay we've heard this before um we'll see what's up you know yeah. and then yeah. he shows up and like <laughs> then he shows up and uh yeah he meant what he said like, he's <laughs> he gnarly so it's, it's that's, you are uh, right man like how many people would have been like i'm gonna go to x games bro or like how many big whips do you see and then well like, dude the, the whole Corey creed story is so fucking sick like he was literally like oh i think i can do that quarter pipe thing pretty good I'm just going to learn how to do that. And then we're all like, okay, cool. Like, cause like we were all mates with him before <laughs> and I knew he rode pretty good, but I didn't know like how out. Of, and then all of a sudden he was just like, Hey man, like, can I grab some gloves? Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, yeah, sure. No worries. And then next minute he's just like the man, <laughs> like literally like two months later. <laughs> well, there's a thing too. Like, you know, some guys can practice really well. Like, you know, yeah. if you got a backyard set up, like, you know, if, if you have a backyard set up with a quarter pipe and that's what you do all day and, you know, you get super comfy and it's like, yeah, look at this video of me. I'm, I'm the man. I'm blasting and I can smoke all you guys. Yeah. That's one thing. And, you know, you have every right to say that, I guess, if you're feeling it. But then showing up and then delivering on a new setup, yeah. a new setup in front of everybody when the TV guy goes, go. Like, and you're like, you have fuck. To, <laughs> You have to and you realize how good everyone else is. Of... Yeah, and I mean that dude showed up. Did he win his first time? Yeah. Did he win his first time? Nah, I didn't get nah. right there if he didn't. Yeah, I feel way, like he won the like, like last year he won, he won everything, everything, and then the year before was like his first year on the fucking yeah, kind of like big stage. Silver. I'm gonna Google it. Yeah, Google that shit because I don't remember, we, but I always tell lies. When they're all like, it, it's kind of like there was like three guys that were you know up here out of the yeah. roof and then it was just like the next group of guys and then there was me yeah well, did, <laughs> like, <laughs> you you probably had like the least amount of time on it though like do you reckon is it something that you wish you could practice more like do you think you could get it good because there's no like i mean you know it i know it sam knows like there's not that many dudes out there that are more talented <laughs> than you on a bike like that's pretty much a fact for me, I was the team manager at Monster, like when they decided to have that event, right? Yeah. And they didn't, and they didn't have um, enough guys to fill it that would hit the ramp. So yeah. I was already going as a team manager. So I just <laughs> threw my bike on the truck, and uh, and 
so they, you know, I found out a couple weeks before, like I would be in. So this was the first year I, I went to do it. Like when it was brand new, like nobody, yeah. they had it set up at Paula. So I, uh, went out and practiced one day and started airing it big, like not big, big, but big for me. I mean, I was probably, you know, I was 25 feet probably. Yeah. And I, uh, threw a whip and then it fell back on me on one of them. And then oh. I just, I ate, I, I ate it pretty good and like broke my foot. Oh. And I didn't really, I didn't tell anybody because like my, if I would have told my bo- like my employer that, oh, he I just been busted like, my nah, foot bro, on this thing. Going. But it, yeah, so I just ran it and then didn't practice and then stayed up all night with the team manager with all the Australians at the monster party, then just went to the thing. Um, <laughs> I'm on and it. then I almost, <laughs> and I almost, uh, I almost got third. I was six inches out of third my first, my first time Box. there. Six and then inches short, eh? Yeah, it was six inches out of third. Um, I was third all the way till the last round, and then um, yeah, I got bumped. But either way, it was it was just like you know I practiced one time. It was cool. You know, it was a new yeah. event, and I was thinking the next year I'm like, yeah, that would be sick. Like if I practiced, I mean, if I go another five ten feet, that should be easy, and then I'll be right in the mix. Well, those guys now are going like another, you know, what they're going like thirty something feet. Like yeah. 35, 36 it's, feet. Yeah, it's like and they're measuring feet, it. I think, right? They're, yeah, they're the measuring it at a And isn't it at the low, at the lowest point of your bike or the frame or something? And center like, of like isn't it like, like the well, center of mass so or something? According shit? to Corey's website, his nitro well it depends on whether you're talking nitro or X Games because it's completely different. But the nitro one, his his record's forty six point eight foot above the ramp. Fuck all that. Yeah, that's nuts. And that's that ramp's like, 30 that's feet too tall. High. So he's set, that's he's, not okay. So that, <laughs> but that that's the world record height for a bike yeah. jump, isn't it? Yeah. He well, gave maybe Sam not the... if you not, not if you can not if you count Robbie Madison jumping up onto that arc. Yeah. I, no, no, no. Yeah. So I think he's. St- I think Maddo still has the record for jumping does. jumping up. But I, maybe it's a different yeah. record because he's jumping up and then not returning. Where well, and then returning separately, whereas Creed's, What's, I don't know. This is very technical. It's totally different. But yeah, I think that Maddo probably has. I mean, Maddo's ramp was like twice twice as high too, though. So I mean, it's kind of like I don't know how you. Yeah, yeah, but I think that's the he would probably have the that. biggest height. He would have the he would have Creed would have to have the biggest height above the. Above, above whatever lip, above yeah. the coping, yeah, yeah, he would have to. But I then think, I think but... the X Games ran, the X Games quarter and the Nitro Games quarter are completely different. Well, one's like eighteen yeah. foot, one's thirty six foot, right? Yeah, it's like double yeah. the size. The X Games quarter pipe is smaller than the quarter pipe on the Mega Ramp, which yeah, is right. that's I, I want I really like for how big those guys are going. It's it's not even remotely safe like your your suspension bottoms out in that chain fucking so scary hard. looking isn't it i remember it's, the first yeah, time i, I saw no... you guys hit it at x games i was like what i've never seen it in real life yeah. dude it's just like you just look at it and it's just a wall it just goes like up there i mean you're, yeah there's a straight up ramp these dudes are hitting it on their 450s as fast as they'll go and they're going straight up they're not carving and then they're they've figured out just by being nuts that if you go straight up <laughs> turn it up and then you turn it a little bit, somehow you'll fall into the other ramp and not and land on the right wheel. Like it doesn't even make sense. Like the physics behind it don't make sense. It's fucking like, I don't do it that way. I, I know that I know that if the high. ramp 
I know that if the rant is like a little bit in or a little bit out, it makes like meters worth of difference on the yeah. down on the down ramp. Yeah. Like I know if it's it, not it right, makes it's a, really wrong, eh? It makes a complete difference on suspension settings too. Like yeah. if somebody has like if somebody has super or if they don't have like super cross or stiffer suspension and they hit that they hit that thing like they're gonna blow through the ramp and deck it. Like you yeah. know what I'm saying? Because yeah. their suspension's sacked out and it's gonna like just push them off because it's not vert. You know, it's like a couple of degrees under vert. Yeah. So the guys that have st- stiff suspension when they hit it, like I, there's just so much that goes into it that makes it so gnarly that people can't like people probably just see it now and just think, oh, you should be able to jump a, a quarter pipe fifty feet on a dirt bike because it's got a motor. Like it yeah, doesn't so the make sense. And and the whole you, physics of the whole thing is just fucking mental. Yeah, and if you turn off it too early, then the rear will fall behind. Like, it's just, it's a pretty gnarly thing. And, like, Corey Creed figured it out, and him and, like, three or four other people on this whole planet have figured that out. And they've took it to such a level that, yeah, I, I don't, I don't want anything quick. to do with it. <laughs> You're like, I'm not interested, no thank you. It happened quick, though, yeah. too. Like, three years, man. And it's like three years, and they're the best dudes in the world. Like, you know what? Fuck this. They can have it. They've got it. I don't want it. Yeah. I want it yeah, because McNeil, like, McNeil was right up there at the start, wasn't he? And he seems to have just fallen off because he had that big crash eh, at, at X Games and Mc, did his hip. I think McNeil hit it like as high as he's ever hit it, like the first time it was around. Yeah. Like maybe, you know, maybe yeah. he's gone like a couple of feet higher. But McNeil showed up at the first because the first place we did it was at, um, at Vegas in the parking lot of Monster Cup. Yeah. Like when I was working at Monster Week, uh, ash hodges and me and uh, all the monster people kind of put together this little contest over there and that was actually why i wrote it there too because we thought we'll set this thing up we have 16 of the gnarliest freestyle riders they're like that will hit it we'll find we'll find six people to want to jump this thing and then again nobody (laughs) only yeah nobody would hit it in practice so i was like they needed somebody to ride the contest so i had my bike there and i wrote it (laughs) like oh well here we go again (laughs) yeah so that and then people were like, oh, you can ride that quarter pipe. So then I got signed up for competitions just because, like, I was around the quarter pipe. <laughs> <laughs> you, get, you got signed up to everything because you didn't crash. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, I never, like, Dude, that was never. We need really to do deal, you up but... a fucking bench warmers jersey. Yeah. <laughs> that would be so you're like, you're like the bench. Like, I'm going in. <laughs> yeah, you're just just like... a lifetime fill in. but they're just like the full savage josh is just like good at stuff so it's like everyone knows that if if anyone fucks up you can pretty much just get josh to go do it whether it's a hill climb motocross supercross (laughs) quarter pipe i may not be prepared i may not do it but i'll you know i'll get it in the show you'll pull (laughs) you'll pull you'll pull over that flint michigan jersey (laughs) the flint tropics (laughs) Yeah. So good. Oh, that's funny. So, um, how has all the uh, Supercross prep been going? Because, so, do you know? So, two weeks ago when we did the first show, you didn't uh, know, but maybe you do now. Yeah, but it's like, has anything different happened? Like, where are we at with as far as you know with Supercross? Because everyone seems like they're starting to ride more. Insider line here. Uh well, yeah, everybody's starting to ride. They're trying to come. They're trying to come back. They've basically. You know, again, don't. This isn't. You're not getting real insider information. You're getting insider <laughs> secondhand information. Yeah. So, so you're on vital um, too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, but it's uh. I, what I'm hearing is, is May 31st we're going racing Supercross. Like Feld, 
is doing like they're doing everything they can to go race May 31st and it's between four locations right now because they wanted to originally do it in Arizona uh, the Arizona like deal got pushed back to where they're not positive if they can do it in Arizona so they've got three other stadiums on the Florida has to be the, one uh, of them no those motherfuckers uh, will do anything Florida was Florida already opened up their first uh, like their first events like for sure 25 capacity, 25% capacity or something I heard yeah they're um, fucking crazy they'll do that shit for sure what other states are crazy because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's really yeah, what we're looking at there's some crazy states yeah that's what I mean. that's uh, where Supercross will be yeah no I think I heard Utah is uh, Utah's wants to come is in the in the running too I heard Utah Salt Lake or uh, Salt Lake City Utah St. Louis, possibly Houston, or possibly Arizona. Okay, is what I've been hearing. So, it'll be one of those places. We're trying to go racing May thirty first, and then I heard it. You know, everything else that I've heard, like it's going to be like three, seven rounds in three weeks. Yeah, is, is kind of. So, do you think um, it'll be just the one location? It'll be one of those locations. Do you reckon? Yeah, it'll be one of those locations. One location, seven, seven rounds. Shit, that's, that's so that's sick. What I'm hearing. I mean, things can change, but it'll, uh, I hope it's, I hope I'm kind of rooting for Salt Lake cause that's a cool city and there's like yeah. a lot of stuff to do around there. Cause if yeah. we're in Phoenix yeah, you'll be there. and it's, yeah, cause if it's, if there's, if we do it in Phoenix, it's going to be like 105 to 110 out every day. And there's like oh, nothing fuck. to do. I mean, I shouldn't say there's nothing to do, but I'll yeah, say kinda, there's nothing like, to do for you. <laughs> well, I mean, it's, unless you want to play golf normally, cause there's a lot Phoenix of dope golf courses. Really yeah, I don't play golf, but there's like a lot of fun bars and you know the yeah. night the nightlife's out there is awesome, but that's not going right now. So I yeah. don't know what we'd really be doing out there besides cooking, and <laughs> <laughs> racing dirt bikes. I ain't talking Martha Stewart, yeah. <laughs> dude. Uh, fucking Scottsdale, Arizona. We used to go there for the for the Phoenix Open every year. Hot damn, that fucking place. That's one of the most lit cities. In I was the there US. in January. In Scottsdale? Yeah. yeah. I went there to see Dixon. Oh, yeah, you there, did. There in Arizona. Dude, that place for fucking Phoenix Open just blew my shit. I was like, this town's something else. Fucking Happening. goes off, doesn't it? It's like a mini Vegas. Kind of is, huh? It's like, it's like Cowboy it's like Vegas. Pool parties, like, it's like Cowboy Vegas. Kind of. <laughs> it's like it's like pool. Like They have just like pool parties, like day clubs everywhere. Like, yeah. it, It's pretty. It's I, I didn't know it either until I went one time and I was like, whoa, this is this is right here. <laughs> uh, yeah, so like, whoa i'm coming back <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean but that stuff isn't gonna be going i i don't know i mean ho i'm just rooting for salt lake because that's closer to where i grew up and it's beautiful up there so hopefully that's where they end up i mean st louis would be sweet too and houston's Good dirt got at a louis. stadium yeah so same with houston like the best dirt would be houston or st louis but yeah um, yeah because i feel like the salt you know, lake dirt is is not that good no, nah, well, it's usually, it's going to be hot in Salt Lake too. Like it won't be yeah. as hot as Phoenix, but it's kind of, it's a real dry climate up there. So yeah. the tracks, you know, and it's an open stadium. So it's going to be, uh, it's going to be slick for practice and then hard pack for the main. Yeah. Um, the, goes there. the crazy thing is like, you think about seven rounds, one stadium, you've got a championship on the line in 
three classes and the 450 class is probably like one of the gnarlier championships like ever that we've really seen i mean this has to be one of the craziest championships ever when all things considered you've got you've got, everything got cancelled in the middle of it yeah you've got but i mean even before that it was sick as fuck like yeah, yeah, if yeah, yeah, yeah. like if eli tomac doesn't win this title everyone's gonna be like what the fuck bro if ken roxon doesn't win this title everyone's gonna be like what the fuck bro it's like that's like kind of gnarly to have those two dudes like peak era in the, what the fuck bro yeah and then we're like then in the middle of the season where it's like both of those dudes have to kind of win then you go whoa global pandemic let's shut this shit down <laughs> then we'll come back and we'll race seven rounds in one stadium one of you guys is probably going to adapt to this dirt way better than the other and it's like the literally the dirt on the floor of the stadium could dictate the championship in a way because it's like you look at phoenix like Ken at Phoenix, if it was, if the Supercross Championship finished at Phoenix, I'd probably have my money on Ken. If the championship, like we did seven rounds at St. Louis, then I'm probably going to switch my money over to Eli. Just purely based on like the way they ride and the, the, the kind of dirt that suits and the kind of tracks that seem to suit. So it's like, how gnarly is it that literally the dirt that ends up like lucking out could play such a massive like role in the championship? a hundred percent like if you if it was at phoenix it and like watching how good roxon rode this year at phoenix like you kind of almost got to put your money on him i mean he won yeah. all three motos like by a lot yeah. and uh he just rides that stuff really good and then if you put it in salt lake i think the the nod definitely goes to eli in my opinion because he's from altitude he's used yep. to his bike not That's being true. fast he's used to breathing yep. that stuff and, and probably um, used to the dirt drying yeah. out in a very similar way. It, I, I don't know if they're dirt similar, but I'm sure I'm just the, the altitude, like, you know, that's yeah. a huge thing. When you go to, when you go to four or 5,000 feet, like your bike goes, like if you have a, your, your mod bike feels like a stock bike pretty much. Yeah. It's, it's that, it's that much difference. And then if you go to, if you took it to like St. Louis or Houston, one where like, it just you know the the ruts start out at the top and then they start working their way down and it gets tighter and tighter like then you almost gotta not that you could ever count out cooper webb but when the tracks start getting like that and if there's seven weekends like that where you're picking lines and jumping through whoops and and doing all that kind of technical point stuff like he is really good at that and you know you, you, you could be upset in seven rounds if, yeah if the conditions are right for for cooper what, yeah, seven seven wins would really swing things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I mean it's nuts. And then on the on the light side, I think the Sexton and and McElrath are still pretty close in points. And then um, I think Ferrandis has kind of got a little bit of a gap on the West Coast. So he, and there's less rounds for them, so he might be in the safest position really when it comes to a championship at any. I feel like they need to have like a whole gate left of Ferrandis for his dick to sit. Like, they just almost, like, can't fit a rider there. Like, his big dick energy is just, like, so fucking gnarly this season that it's like, hey, we're only doing uh, we're only doing 19 riders because we need a whole lane here for fucking Verandas right now. I don't know that anyone is stopping that motherfucker. He's on some G shit. Yeah, he's he's got the aggression. He's got it going on, man. The guy's... Um, he's definitely... He, he, knows, he knows he should win. Yeah. He, he knows he should win. You know, like he goes there, if he gets a bad start, he, he you know, he doesn't look as, at those guys as, uh, as other riders. And 
he looks at him as floating, moving tough blocks. I think <laughs> like, that's how you gotta be. You gotta have he's that like mentality. It. Like you're just seeing. He's seeing through these guys. You're seeing a hole, taking it and, and slamming and moving forward. And you're going to make some enemies doing that, but you're also going to win some races. And, you're going to uh, make some money, you know, though. <laughs> that you're still going to cash. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, big time, dude. It's cra- You know what I reckon is the fucking coolest thing about this light season? Is that you've got, uh, you've got um, Ferrandis, who kind of won the championship by like default last year if you want to say that with like rock uh with ac throwing it away the way he did it's like if ac stays on he wins a title all right nothing nothing no one really wants to argue that and if faulkner didn't throw away his title then chase Sexton doesn't win but who are the two dudes that come out with these like asterisks next to their titles and just completely fucking owned the next season like they like they dominated the season before because there's definitely been champions in the past where they've kind of had that, like they've won a title in like that kind of way. And then the next year, they just sort of like... Dominate, yeah. They didn't dominate the same way. Whereas it's like the way that Ferrandis is riding, it's like he's won the last three titles. Yeah, he's yeah, on yeah, like yeah. some Tedesco shit. And it's like the same with Sexton. Sexton's just riding like a fucking animal. But it's like both of those guys kind of have an asterisk on that number one plate. But this year, pff, nah. Like you'll never even think about that again. Well, I think, yeah, you won't definitely. You, I mean, you, I guess I think with, uh, with Sexton, maybe a little bit just because Forkner hadn't lost a race until he blew his, I think he blew his knee out. Yeah. ACL. So that, I mean, that one's kind of like, but if he goes and backs it up right now, yeah, nobody's really going to like trip on it at all. Like, yeah. It's just going to be, yeah, he'll just you know, be a two-time champion, gonna, another one-time Nobody's going to worry team. about it. Any, yeah. But nobody's going to worry about it anyways. You know, you look at the record books, you see the number. I mean, the moto historians will go in there. Oh yes, but this happened. You know? Yeah, it's but, just kind of cool know, though that Sexton, like that's out the window now. Yeah, for sure. I mean, it's great for those guys. But mm. you know, Sexton, he's been riding really strong. But I wouldn't say that. Like, I mean, he's riding amazing. Like the guys, he's really he's the smoothest. Well, I shouldn't say he's the smoothest. Like him and McElrath are the only two guys that ride two fifties like so smooth. Yeah. It's like, it's crazy. They ride it totally different than everybody else. Everybody like, you know, especially I'd say Forkner and Fran, it's like those guys are panic revving it and just going nuts. Yeah. And Sexton and McElrath kind of do the same thing. They round the corners nice and big and just carry momentum, make the triples out of the turns on two fifties look simple. Other bikes are good, but the way they're rounding their turns and just carrying momentum and seat back, like they're insane. Like a- after the first round though, after Tampa, I was like, I was pretty badass going into Tampa. Like I'm, I'm in the mix here, you know. <laughs> I, I, I still got it. <laughs> then I look at this McElrath mustache, motherfuckers. <laughs> then I seen uh, McElrath riding, and I was like, oh, yeah, nobody's gonna beat that guy this year. Like, really? He was so good. Like he was so good. I'm like, oh yeah, never mind. Like I mean, not like I was thinking I was really gonna win, but I thought I was gonna at least have something for those guys. And at the first round, I did not. I mean. Like, it, the, it, he was on a whole nother level. And then yeah. next round's in, then it started to get mixed up, you know. Then that's when it started, like, everybody kind of started to show some fight. You know, even Hampshire was on the gas. and I Yeah, mean, dude. Marchbanks. Marchbanks won, too. He's like, you know. He looked kid. good when He's he killing. won, too. Just like, the way, the way he won that race was just, like, 
Jesus, fuck. <laughs> like, leave him alone, dude. Yeah, it was, I mean, that was, it was like, hit, like he was like the main guy I battled with in all the races, uh, or the first three races. Like, me and that guy were next to each other the whole time. Because I don't think, we're both like a little bit bigger, and neither one of us were getting like the best starts for mm. the most part. And so we there and battling and i was like every week i'm like oh, gotta try to get march banks you know but I've, I've been having a blast racing with him because he's just a really good rider he's like he's you know he's respectful on and off the track like i, I like the kid yeah. he's uh actually ivan tedesco is his trainer his like riding oh coach. sick oh, and cool. um but Dude, yeah that's a guy you know i'm like i'm i'm kind of i'm kind of putting myself like oh that's the guy you know like that's the next guy if i can beat him that's like then i'm improving you know yeah then, get, then he goes and wins and, and you're then, like, oh, fuck. and then he goes out and just smokes everybody and it was funny because i went down twice at daytona so he's coming around to lap me and i see that he's winning and i'm just like throwing it up at him. <laughs> <laughs> like, you're like go for was, it partner i was i was legitimately stoked for him because you know like i said we've been cutting our teeth battle in the back of the pack and then he got a good start and just checked out fuck that's cool dude that's so cool that you can have that like attitude towards it like that's a mature like that's like an old dude's attitude <laughs> like you go oh. son yeah. you're like, you know what, bro? i'm no... proud of you little buddy <laughs> well he, he's a he's a cool kid you know like he just yeah, awesome. i like his i just i just you know he's meet people and you're like i, yeah. I really you know like, like i like this guy nice, this guy's my friend yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 exactly so how's your how's your how's your writing been going like how's your but you said that you no. you did you like in our first episode of this episode zero <laughs> episode zero of this you were saying that you was you sort of like felt like you were really getting your bike together and that it was you know the first few rounds you hadn't done much work to it and and now you'd sort of tested some stuff yeah well i mean i was doing australian supercross then i came back and had to get straight into snow bikes and I was just flying back between like snow bike racing, like one weekend. <laughs> just be, just being everything guy. <laughs> and I mean, it was good. Like I felt like in shape and ready to go. But, um, you know, we're my, my suspension guy, uh, Enzo, he's on the West Coast. I'm on the East Coast. I didn't really ever get a, get my suspension totally dialed. Like I was sending stuff back and forth, which, you know, I had two weeks That's to get rough. it, you know. Yeah, I mean, I was riding a lot, but I had really like two weeks of straight only focusing on Supercross before the season started. And we were getting it going in the right direction. And then, but we were running stock suspension that was just being revalved. Yeah. So then um, I ended up finding a couple of sets of uh, like KYB, like kit forks. Yeah. And got some and sent those in and sent them to Enzo and got them dialed. Like the first time they sent them to me, I was just like, oh my God, this is what I've been missing. And yeah. uh, then also, uh, you know, we were running some stock, we were running stock cams. Like we didn't have like, we didn't have our full engine package in yet for that season. And then I got everything together, tested it and actually drove, I tested my race bike and got done, threw it in the truck. And I drove like, I think it's like 12 hours or something to uh, Indianapolis. Yeah. And then I pulled up and as I pulled up there, like, oh, race is canceled. So I finally got all my good stuff. And then like, drove I'm ready it to roll the there just to make sure I to make sure I'd have it, and I, I had to get there a day early for press day, and then they're like, "Oh yeah, no, it's it's done." And, and then I was you, thinking, that did you just get it out of the trailer? And, did you just get out of the trailer and rev it so March Banks knew you had a better bike? <laughs> <laughs> hey, bro, I was bringing the heat, but shit's canceled now. I definitely would have beat you. <laughs> hey, you're fucking lucky, punk. <laughs> 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 
<laughs> I was messing Look. around at press day a couple weeks before. I did like a big one-handed like point like I won over the finish line jump. Just messing around. <laughs> My, I, know that, I did it because I knew everybody would take pictures. I'm like, that'll come in handy later. And, uh, yeah, after, after they – after they canceled it, I posted something like, yeah, those guys didn't stand a chance this weekend. I showed up and won race. What a smoke like, you guys anyway. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's fucking so funny, dude. You know, but so you mean- many people are saying that, like, oh, this would have been my weekend. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck, that's funny, dude. Yeah, see, that's what Jace will start saying, because Day in the Dirt's been canceled this <laughs> year. And I've beat Jace two years in a row. And he, he's just going to be claiming like, oh, fuck, I would have smoked you this year, man. You know what I'm going to do? You know what I'm going to do? I'm going to get... Want to try and take me out again and fucking fall down a hill like last time? Did you hear Did you hear that story? No. Oh, I just fucking tried to clean out Sammy. Like, did the old, like, look back and just free rev my bike? And I heard him coming, so I jumped on the brakes and he missed me and went down a hill. <laughs> there, was, there was like... I went to like the outside of this of the track and it was like a mud hole, dude, like as deep as my bike. And I'm like, I just fucking over the bars, dude. Like. And I literally came around and was just like, <laughs> I was like, fuck this. That's the, and it was the best like, part was when I came off the track and your mum high five me and said, you beat Jace again. <laughs> <laughs> Family support, bruh. I'm going to put, I'm going to get like That's a awesome. fucking. I'm gonna get a thing made with like my lap time up here and then Sam's lap time on the other hey, side. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> Just to be a is, dog. Is the, ra- is the race to do with who finishes the line first or who gets the fastest lap time? Yeah, nah, you won. I was ready for a three peat. <laughs> Some Jordan <laughs> shit. We're uh we're doing a fucking um we're doing a mid two thousand two stroke build off and we were gonna um we were gonna copy like Ch- I was gonna do Chad's bike and then and then Sam was going to do like Ricky's bike or like one of the, you know, just like a factory bike. And then we're like, fuck that. Let's go. Dude, we're like, let's go old school and do Australian factory bike. So I'm going to do the Boost Mobile CDR bike from like 04. Sick. And then Sam's going to do Jay Marmont's KTM 250. <laughs> Sick. That now, fucking... those, are, those are good looking bikes those years. Dude. That's, uh, I mean, good luck without the linkage on that KTM, but. Uh, I won't it's gonna make look too sick. much of a difference to we have, how I ride in it. Really <laughs> <gosh>. <laughs> we, we, we haven't run this idea past Langston yet. We might get, we yeah. might get some pushback from Langston about that 05 KTM. Yeah. I feel yeah. like that. No, that's, I, feel, I feel like that one fucked him up a little. It's a good looking bike. Mm. They were sick. Bike. Like those, um, what were they here? They, Motor, Motor X. Motor like, X. No Fear, Motor X yeah. bikes. Dude, that, that's right. They had Dude, no I spoke fear. to Jay. I spoke to Jay and Jay's like, fuck, I wish I still had mine. And I was like, I wish you still had yours too. Yeah, we, should, yeah, we should definitely fucking definitely get. Well, we were thinking too, like, I might get Shane Boyd to come and like, because at Day in the Dirt, they do the team races. So like Shane Boyd was riding for CDR back then. So I was like, I'll get yeah. Boydy and then we'll do like a team race and I'll have Boydy and then he'll get Marmont and then we could do like the team race on the replica bikes with the dudes that raced them. That'd be sick. That would be, man, Boy- Boydy, like, he's still like, he's still Boydy's early, good, man. really good still. Like, I mean, those guys used to battle back in the day, but who gets the nod now? I feel like Boydy, dude. Boydy well, be... rides every day. Jay yeah. rides in the mines. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like Boydie. But Jake like can still ride really good too. I saw some photos of him the other day, like mm. ripping. 
I raced I raced him at Manjim up. I think he beat me like not that long ago. Jay or Boydie? I think I raced him. Did he race? No. Who? Jay Marmont. Or maybe he was just their mechanic. And- nah, it might have been his Marmot. brother, Ryan. Oh, no, I don't know. No, no. I Jay, to... Jay must have been the team manager. Never mind. I didn't race him. No. Nah. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah he was just dude. there. I didn't race him. He was just there. I'm pretty sure yeah. you raced like Gibbsy in yeah. that. And then Jay was the team manager yeah. that year. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. yeah. I kind of want to go do Manjimup. Would you do that again? Did you enjoy it? Uh, yeah, I would do it. Like when I went there before, I just like, I, that was my first, that race was my first ride back from the the, the crash that literally like took, like I quit racing from. Like, yeah. like collapsed both my lungs and broke my collarbone. Like I got a call to come race it. They're like, you want to race? And I was like, you know, it, it wasn't like, crazy money or anything but it was sound like a fun deal to come yeah through. so i was like yeah yeah i'll come so i just went and raced a, I raced a penwright honda and i hadn't ridden a honda and i hadn't even ridden so i went there and i started out not very good but then by the end of the day i was i was actually like right kind of in the mix not like yeah. gibbs like he was kind of on another level from just about everybody that day but yeah it was, it was fun. You, i don't um, remember what i got but I, do you um when you ride the Hondas, do you think about like that the front end feel like that everyone talks about? Because like I've ridden them forever, so I kind of don't really notice it. But like, do they feel does is that like your thing with Hondas that they feel weird in the front end? See, this is uh, this might get me in trouble, but every time I sit on a Honda, I, I, it's like the it's the best feeling bike ever when I sit on it. Like if I like yeah. in the showroom floor, I sit. I'm like, this is how a dirt bike should feel. Yeah. But then, yeah, when you ride it and you start going fast, like I, you know, I think in a stock form they are twitchy in the front. Is what yeah. everybody, you know, that's kind of the consensus. I don't. I think yeah. they got better. But yeah, yeah, I mean, that was for me. I went from a Yamaha, which is kind of like you steer with the rear, yeah, and to uh, you know a Honda 450 that it's real kind of twitchy in the sand or in the front. And I was racing it in the sand at Manjimup, so yeah. it basically it took me a while. Like by the end of the weekend. I was in the mix and, you know, I think I was, I got on the podium a couple of times in some of the little races. Yeah. So that was cool. Cause they do, you race like six times there. Yeah. Something like that. Like, I feel like you race so many times. They have like the elimination races and they have like, it's a bunch of like, it's like one moto's long, one moto's like medium. Some are like three laps right. or something or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That was just right for me at that time. Yeah. Well, what, yeah. Cause yeah, like, fun. Yeah, that that's like the one thing. It's always interesting when you hear because like I've only really ever rode Hondas, and you are right. Like that, you, they do have that showroom feeling. Because like when I sit on a Yamaha 250F, like because for me right now, a Yamaha 250F is the best bike. Like the best bike I've ever ridden. We had so much fun at yeah at uh, Townley's on those things. Eh? But like you sit on them and they don't feel like that good. I'm like, ah, oh, it's kind of fat. It feels sort of like a little flatter. Like the the seat to bars it's kind of like feels like flat and tight and it's like eh, it doesn't feel like that good but then, then you ride it and it's then you ride it and like the last place i rode that thing i rode wind masters in the fucking um a, like just a grass field in new zealand and it was like wet and slippery i was riding a honda 450 and it's like there was this one left hand sort of long apex sort of turn and then it got tighter and i was like sitting down i had to do like everything right to like get this turn and i felt sketchy every time and then on the fucking yamaha i like stood up pretty much like right until the very end like where the apex got super tight and i was just like there's something fucking weird going on with this bike that it works like this good 
Yeah, I mean, I love my Yamahas. I, you know, I, I didn't like them in 2015 uh, at all. Like, I didn't like the bike, and I still have a 2015. And it's cheers for saying that too. That video bike, did but... really well on YouTube. <laughs> What's that? When you, were, when you were talking about like how much you hated that 250F, that that video <laughs> fucking blew up on YouTube, bro. <laughs> Oh, no, I, that was 2007. I'm talking about the, the 2015 when they turned the bond and all that. It was 2010 when they did that. But oh, yeah. they, uh, they, I never was like a big fan of it for like the first eight years that it was around with it turned around. Yeah. And um, it bike kind of got like a, a bad rap for being hard to, you know, tough to tough to ride at the time. But now I I love it. Like the the 18 on, they, they're awesome. Like, yeah. They, uh, they just, they sit right, they feel right. And they've got them. So like, they're just reliable and killer. Like the power is the best power out of anybody. I think just how responsive it is. And just every I, time you fire it up, it works perfect. No matter yeah, well, what I you think are. It's, it's awesome. It says a lot too, that you're like, we're actually down to ride a 250F again, like, and, and race it at a professional supercross yeah. level. Oh yeah. Like the, the Yamaha 250F too is it's. I think it's kind of leading the class in, in power. It makes it to where a privateer guy like me like can send the engine off to twist it and, and be almost as good as some of the like some of the factory bikes out there, maybe even better than some of the factory bikes. Yeah. So I mean I you know the, there's you know I'm sure some are faster than others, but this uh, it's good, man. Like twisted development worked with the thing really good. I mean that guy knows that guy knows what he's doing. Yeah, he can so make shit go uh, fast, eh? Yeah, yeah. Jamie knows what's going on. Those bikes are—they're rocket ships. I mean, my only, my only whole shot of my entire career in the states was uh, on a privateer 250F. It, was <laughs> How good's that? that? Makes sense. <laughs> yeah, and then my only other one before that—the only other whole shot of where I've ever got before that was in New Zealand. Really? Last year. <laughs> so my my starts are improving. <laughs> i'm just gonna i've I'm been gonna working do, on them for like 20 something years now and, and they're, they're, yeah what i'm gonna do is i'm gonna good. i'm gonna travel all around the world yeah. and i'm gonna do all these different starts <laughs> and then like surely i'll get a whole shot yeah i start last on a snow bike though every time i haven't figured that out yet hey um you know one person that i fucking think is like the perfect fit for manjim up is j-law yeah i yeah, I mean, he, he would probably ride that sand really good out there. I feel he's, like he's good in the sand. The sand in WA is just next level, eh? What's but, what's the other? What's the one that Wanneroo? Man, I remember going there to the motocross nationals and watching Keisha ride that thing, fuck. and I was just like, "What the fuck is going on? Why is it so deep? It's so gnarly." Did Keisha ride sand oh, good? Yeah. Yeah. Is, have you guys ever got to go to the rocks and watch him back in the day? Dude, I did like the. Like, I was like the first person to film the rocks. Like me and him went there like JDR days, and it was like yeah, fuck. He was like young too, man. Like we were, oh, well, we were both young, and like I just had the loosest fucking five days there with that whole crew, bro. Like <laughs> we did some weird fucking yeah, shit, <laughs> <laughs> and we we like we made this edit, and I I was like wondering because we I'm pretty sure we drove from Melbourne together to go. Maybe like me and Mosig drove from Melbourne down there. Fuck, I wish I could remember that trip actually. Oh, it would have been But nice. yeah, we stayed and I was just like tripping the whole time. And like the sand, like the shit that we found and like 
the stuff. I had like all my cameras and shit, and I'm like riding this quad over the fucking gnarliest dunes, and like the like the tide had come up on the beach, and I'm having to send this quad through the fucking water. That that Moto Four or whatever that whatever yeah. that, that clip is that, that Alan Hardy did that. That, that Alan did with with Keisha is fucking one of the most all time Moto yeah. clips ever. You seen that? You've seen I agree, that. I agree, hundred Yeah, it's so sick. That might be the best. That might be the best clip from that the Moto series. That was a really good deal uh, that they did yeah. with him. That was sick. So sick. But did, so did you go down there? So beautiful. Did you go Me? there? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I spent. Fuck we yeah. raced. Uh, we had a supercross. Yeah. <laughs> we had a supercross somewhere in South Australia, and so we raced that. I ended up winning that, and then we went straight to Keisha's over there at the rocks and it's hot in Huntington day. Yeah. So yeah, when I was 2013, okay. so we went straight from this, this, yeah. So we went straight with, from there, me and Mosig and, uh, we hung out the whole, like we hung out for a few days and, uh, it was, <laughs> <laughs> Jacob Wright was there. Jacob Wright was there too. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. Sick. Really? I'm pretty sure what Jacob a Wright was on that trip. Yeah. And, uh, it was nuts, man. Like, the, probably the most scared I've ever been in a vehicle in my entire life was one of his cousins, like, yeah. late at night, decided to show us his drifting skills uh, with, a, <laughs> you know, some beater car that they picked up, you know, at a garage yep. sale or something for, like, a thousand bucks and going as fast as it would go down these dark, sandy, gravelly roads. With, like, I mean, that was – it was definitely – and I don't know, like, I didn't know those guys that well yet out there yeah. and uh we'd all been you know we'd all been having a good time up till this point and then it was like yeah let's go for a cruise <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> i think they were trying to i think they were trying to scare me too and like the, there was a little bit of a language barrier out there too for me like being <laughs> the first time like i don't know what you guys, guys saying had some, had some different lingo yeah. <laughs> so it but at the end of the day it was like a trip i'll never forget it was so much fun i had a blast the riding there it was like the most insane ever i mean Keisha let us hang out and showed us I mean we were riding our bikes like to the gas station to go fill them up between rides yeah. like riding dirt bikes down to get fish and chips or whatever it was and, I dude mean, how's it was, uh, uh how's Cody Cody one we were in like I don't know they had like the little kind of hangout shed area and there was a fucking octopus yeah. that he'd caught in this like fish tank and then uh he like <laughs> gets this fucking octopus and like just grabs this thing dude and it's like just flails over the tank that is just like stuck on all four walls and he's just like rips his fucking octopus out and then just like bites the fucking head of his octopus and like just while this thing's alive and then cooks it and i was just like where the fuck are we <laughs> what just happened <laughs> like, and you just hear it just go like as he pulls his octopus off, I was like, "Dude, where the?" I was like, "Where the fuck are we?" It's like it, it reminded me of like what it was like like to be a pirate. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <We're> like, <laughs> you know, like, that's sick. That's so they lived good. there. On, they had the sickest. They had the sickest life going. It was just you know like having fun, some riding dirt pirate, bikes, dirt bike fishing, pirates, <laughs> dirt bike pirates, just winging it through the dunes doing whatever it was awesome yeah fucking one of the best times. something i won't forget that's for sure yeah it was pretty cool man to do to do that that trip down there and like the gnarliest thing about when you do a trip like that nothing can actually prepare you for that 
Like, no one could have told you what you were in for. Like, even if they tried to explain it, you know, like, you're like, all right, so we're going to Mexico and like, it's going to be like this and it's going to be like that. And you can, okay, I get it. I feel like that. There's just like not that many words where you could like tell someone what they're in for. Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, I mean, not to mention that it, it's just set in like the most beautiful landscape you've ever seen. Like the water is like clear, so clear. And blue and there's like shipwrecks along the ocean and we're riding dirt bikes, like literally like making jumps, like Off right the on the shipwreck, beach. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was just an experience. I mean that those guys were just, you know, having, hanging out with those guys and experiencing that with them was like just the you know, cherry on top. It was, it was insane. Yeah, dude. Nah, so true. That's eh? sick. You would have gone some pretty crazy places like dirt bikes have taken you to some pretty you know dude hill's probably like yeah. one of the dudes where dirt bikes have taken him the most places like you've probably yeah. done the most random shit i reckon out of most like fuck i don't know who else has done as much weird shit as you on a bike like have you have you done like did you do that like supercross in like south africa and stuff like that yeah i've won supercross races in four continents dog <laughs> <laughs> I'm the reigning African Supercross champion. That is amazing. I didn't get paid for it, but it was sick. I got the. I got the did you get a trophy? Uh yeah, I did. It's actually a trophy too. It's yep. like, we're good then. It took me forever to get it because we couldn't get it through customs because I think it has like real. Because um, had spears like, on it and whatever. fucking tiger blood. Like, kudu like kudu horns or something on it yeah. yeah it's pretty cool but That's yeah i've supercross africa raced a bunch of stuff in europe and then i get made it down to australia and raced in canada i've raced in New mexico Zealand. mexican supercross now that's like that's the real deal mexican supercross so what happens in mexican i didn't win down supercross. there though you didn't win who jared, won down there uh, el chavo's jared son Steinke, <laughs> Jared Steinke is the king of Mexican Supercross. <laughs> Stank dog, really? Stank dog. Yeah. Stank dog. Yeah, like it's uh now that that's that's the gnarliest race experience you'll get. That's it's, tell me uh, about it. It's pretty nuts. They, it's this little well. So the city that we fly into is there's literally a monument there that's like the center of Mexico, like the heart. Like it's it's the, the most, most center. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yep. And, you know, Mexico is super nice on the beaches, but it definitely has some, uh, you know, areas that aren't always the safest. But yep, okay. uh, they have this Supercross <laughs> in, in Fresno, which is about an hour, a couple hours drive from there. So you fly in, you know, it's the middle of Mexico and you get in a, get in a van. This dude picked us up and then we like would stay. He, like, I didn't know what I was getting into. It was like, it was on those like retirement. It was one of those things where I would take vacation days for two, like two days from my working job to go race <laughs> a supercross so I could make a little extra money on the side, you know, like, <laughs> but I was totally really, you know, was not prepared. So we go down there and they have like a Suzuki team and they normally just, they have Mexican dudes down there that race the, you know, they have this motocross series. And so the bikes are, you know, Suzuki's fairly decent, you know, new Suzuki's, but they've got MX suspension for, you know, probably a quite a bit smaller Mexican rider that, uh, it, it's not, it's not a super cross spec. Let's put it that way. 
And then the track is, it's just in a big giant like crater in the center of town. And they went and just like, there's dirt steps, like cut into it and you sit in dirt. And then the VIP section, it's like some dudes went out there with some cement and like made like these like four foot steps and it's in a hole and they string like Christmas lights from like one side to the other. Bring in the Takati girls and a couple of big lights on the side, so it's kind of lit up. And <laughs> it's it's insane. And then they put on a race, and like there's actually like a, like they have an amateur Supercross, and you know, they got every class on up. So it's like Supercross Futures meets Mexican Supercross. And uh, I, I've got some stuff on my Instagram. I'll have to send it to you guys, but it's pretty insane. The the start gate is uh you know you starting gate down the straight and then about 100 feet out is a lip and and then it's, a, so it's about <laughs> like an 80 90 foot like nobody really does it but you can do it and it's like an 80 90 foot step down hip to the left on the gate <laughs> and yeah it's in this and luckily like i guess my starts are good too because i pulled the whole shot huck this thing well there you go <laughs> and it's yeah i've got footage of it somewhere but it's insane like anyways then when you're done riding like in between practice and the race, like you just ride your dirt bike down the street, go pick up some whatever you feel like drinking, get some tacos off the street. And we're just literally like me and Stank Dog, we're like riding around, pick up some tequila, grab some cervezas and ride wheelies down the street. Like <laughs> it's, uh, it was a great place to go after it being retired, you know, or being retired for, for a point. You're but like an ideal... super gross rider. <laughs> if I wasn't, if I was Mitch Payton, I wouldn't be sending my up and comers down there. Yeah. <laughs> so it's literally like being Kenny Powers and getting sent down. <laughs> Playing in the yeah. <laughs> went, went down and uh, did some supercross in Mexico, just waiting to get called back up to the majors. Yeah. <laughs> look at me now. Hey, Which look at me exactly now. Exactly what happened. <laughs> Which worked out perfect. <laughs> and then fucking twenty twenty. <laughs> dude all right this is a fucking this is a new thing hey, this that is like a, me. i'm doing like now i'm doing like the media stuff it's just like the end you know we got the sports show well why what dude this is uh dude this is our new content piece for gypsy tales it's uh it's like basically fuck that's delicious except it's Josh Hill riding random supercross races around the world <laughs> and eating street food and me, you, and Sam are going to fucking travel around and do it. I don't mind that. Let's hit up the Let's weirdest fucking supercross races that there's we gotta can. Be, there's got to be ones in like Costa Rica and like... 100%. Guam. I, I got Guam. these dudes, they put on a... They put on... They have... It's at their house. They have a pretty sick track and they're Guatemalan and they uh, they basically... They have a track in their at their house and uh lights and everything string them up freestyle ramps and then they invite everybody down to race their race and it's like a super cross event like Sick. at their Dude, house in guatemala we literally have everything races. we need in this room to fucking pull this off we got three of us that can have <laughs> we've got everything there's the three of us <laughs> there's cameras we got fucking streeters there as well so there's four of us that's we can get a decent bike in a, in four gear bags and the camera shit that we need and then we just go and make fuck that supercross. Let's do it. Hey, there's I'm, uh, I'm there. I'm if, you guys, if you type if you type in on YouTube too, you guys will get a kick out of this one. Like somehow they like hijacked the Australian supercross tag, but India has a supercross series as well. 
Fuck. See, this is gonna happen. And it's it's worth hey, it's worth a it's worth a look because I was trying to watch before I went to Australia this year, like before I came over to you know do it. I was like, I need to you know do my research, do my homework, watch these races, see what the tracks are like, you know. So I just, yeah. you know, just be on my spin bike, just you know watching YouTube videos and. You know, and it goes like play next. Like it was like the yeah. full three hour and thirty minute broadcast of India Supercross. Wow, dope as fuck. And uh, well, it's like it's it's it, it looks kind of cool actually. They got a lot of fans there and like big gate of people, but every jump is a step down. <laughs> and, <laughs> and so it's just no like you, you do like a one eighty turn. It's like step down, step down, step down, step down. But you could be like if you had a real bike. If like you've sh- somehow like just, greased just quad some, everything, some dude, just... money, you could literally like you would be the crowd favorite because if you had a bike that ran and you had stiff suspension, you could like quad all these things. That's so and sick. it would be gnarly. Sick. And then you'd you be know, like, you'd be like the hero of all heroes over there. I feel like we could do this, eh? Like That'd we so for sick. sure could do this. I wonder, like I'm fucking doing it. Like <laughs> <laughs> I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna book your ticket. We'll make sure there's nothing conflicting, <laughs> and then we'll do it. We've got a Fist and Dixon sponsorship. Yeah, there you go. And then we've got all the Gypsy Tales can take care of the production. So it's like, <laughs> we're fucking pretty much there already, boys. Like, this this is like... Dude, do you know where, where else has a fucking crazy Supercross series? Where? Is Indonesia. Yeah, dude. So Louis yeah. Woods... Hey, I'm fucking Louis, all about Bali, boys. Dude, we Louis, can go there whenever. Louis Woods won a Supercross championship Okay, in hold Indonesia. on. I got an alarm going off. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. I'm listening. <laughs> Someone's trying to steal the fucking 97 bikes that's in his house. Someone trying to jack your Tesla? Nah, I just have this alarm system. It's got this one that's, uh, it's got this one that's, uh, it's got like a, a sensor that's got a dairy or something. So every like five hours, it just beeps for no reason. Oh, sick. That sounds like one of those. That sounds like one of those annoying things you kind of never get around to fixing, yeah. and you just live with. Exactly. Yeah, <laughs> but so, wait, so Louis, so Louis Woods won a Supercross title in Indonesia, and he won a car. What? Yeah, so it's sponsored by Suzuki. Did he drive it back? And the, and then so like at the last race, they're like, "Here's your car," and he's like, "Oh, sick. <laughs> what am I supposed to do with this?" Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, yeah. that's I love just traveling to new places, like trying food you know yeah, seeing dude. what the whole racing scene's about like around the world it's cool i mean before i went to mexico for the supercross like i had no idea that they were like you know dudes down there i mean i knew dudes rode dirt bikes in mexico obviously but i didn't know like in like the you know Mexico that full-blown like motocross scene like this and that was really cool i mean there was probably ten thousand spectators there there was probably really? I, I mean there there's there was more spectators at this than there than you know at some races that I've been to that are like you know supposed to be high profile races. So yeah, yeah, pretty cool. I mean, That's everybody's wearing um, everybody's wearing knockoff monster and fox t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. Like sometimes you will get like the monster. They're they're selling like the monster rock star Red Bull fox Thor tees. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Huge vendors. Like you see on like... Facebook and shit. <laughs> yeah, they just pump, so pumped out uh, every logo. Pretty... Yeah, there's just all kinds of black market moto goods down there. It's awesome. That's fun. yeah, dude. This is this is a sick idea. I feel like we could pull this off. Have you ever have you ever been at a weird supercross like that and there's been people selling like black market Josh Hill merch? 
I no, I'm not. I haven't made it yet. I'm not because <laughs> I feel like, like that's when you've made it. I'm not it. like Ken Roxon, where like people are making fakes with a fake signature. Like I don't think I ever. <laughs> like I and, and me, like I probably just I probably actually you know if I thought it was fake, I, it was probably real, and I gave it to him and forgot. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> dude. Um, I had a I had a bench so, racing topic I thought about. Um, we posted that this clip where like Todd. Waters was talking about like how much faster Hurlings was than him at like Lommel on practice days and just like how retarded it was. He said he was literally like 10 seconds a lot faster than him. And like Todd was running like 12th in the world championship. And uh, that made me wonder like, who's the fucking European goat? Because like when you think about... Stefan Everts. Yeah, but is he though? Because yeah. like you think about... He is. Well, that's what... that's So this is the question. <laughs> because you think like... So this is... I'm not going to throw out an answer just yet. I want to hear from you boys. But you think about like Todd. Todd was getting podiums like a few years ago. And then all of it, like Hurlings and that whole pack, like that, they've just leapfrogged him by so much to where he was like a 12th place dude. But then you look at Caroli, who's got what, nine titles? So he's one short of Everts. But think about the generations and the speed that Caroli's had to adapt to. Like, yeah. probably way more than Everts did, right? And it's, again, not taking anything away from Everts, but it's like, he's won nine championships and he's had to deal with literally a completely new, like, a revolution yeah, in yeah, riding. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Like, is Caroli the GOAT of Europe? Um, he's, he's still current. You know what I mean? He could, he could win the championship this year. And yeah, that's what I'm saying. Which, like, without a shadow of a doubt. You know, good point. I mean, I, here, it's hard for me to say because I was like five years old when Everts was winning, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, that's true. For, you know, like, I guess pretty much Greg Albertine went in, what, he won like two or three world championships over there in the 90s, right? In the premier class, the yeah. 250 class. Yeah. Um, and then when he came to the States, that's kind of when Everts and Tortelli took over as like the, the dudes over there. Yeah. But the one thing I would say is for Everts was racing, there was also three classes that you could race. There was 125. Dude, that's so true. 500. Yeah. And like Joel Smets could like, yeah. I, I don't, I mean, again, like my history, I don't, I don't know enough about Euro racing, like from back then. Yeah. To, to, but to Smets will But too. it seemed like Joel Smets was kind of like pretty gnarly. He could beat Everts, you know, a, a good portion of the time. And but they would not always race the same class, I think. So yeah. that's kind of another because it was like it was that mix up of what's the real premier class? Is it the 500 open or is it the 252 stroke? Yeah. So it's kind of, and then also you'd have guys there would move up rule, so guys would stay like Alessio Chioti would like stay and just destroy everybody on 125s for years. Yeah. So sure, huh? you're making some you know, good like points, it was Josh. Different. Mm. I, like, I think now it really is, like, there's one premier class in GPs. And, like, once you're 24 years old, you can't go back to MX2. Yeah. You have to race that class. So, I mean, like I said, I wasn't there, so I don't know what's harder. But it would seem that they've funneled everybody into one class now. Yeah. Like, and if you win that one there's class, no there's no doubt. Like, like, you can't go race the 500 class or the because you want to get away from somebody like yeah if you're yeah, racing this true. class all right Caroli's the goat so is Caroli the goat then i think so 
he's i mean he's he's definitely great i i again like i don't know it's hard for me to to be the judge and say like i don't want to say who's the goat you know mm. i've met both of those guys like they're they're both insane and it, i don't know i mean i'm, I'm sure caroli's faster than everts you know yeah right but now. i mean but yeah like and he's, cause feel... his equipment his equipment i mean it's different you too because the equipment too, in yeah. those days was probably so much rougher on your body back yeah. then and I but know, if the you know, speed's I think at slot. one point you had to do they had to do two 45 minute motos i think oh. at one point in the gps the fucking so i mean yuck <laughs> i don't know and like they wouldn't prep the tracks all weekend that's back true that just leave him Ali. some of the tracks had road sections like number i think had a road oh section. yeah Namur in, in belgium I mean, right I, I, it's comparing apples the way i look at it, it's comparing apples to oranges and that's it's almost yeah. the same way i look at the same way i look at like who's faster americans or euros mm. it's like we spend 80 percent of our year racing supercross and they spend and 20 percent oh, racing yeah. motocross and we spent and they spend 100 percent racing motocross yeah and so i mean if if we had a supercross world champion or you know a supercross of nations like yeah i'm pretty looks... i'm pretty stoked on our team yeah <laughs> but yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except for Anders will clean them all out, and yeah. France will win again. <laughs> you, you, what if yeah, France? Actually, France could still win. Yeah, dude, they got Marv. France could still win because they, they've got have Marv fucking and... Marv, Dylan, and then someone else. They don't even need anyone else at that point. Well, I mean, who, uh, who would be the third French rider? Dude, got that Brian Moreau good. kid was looking so good. Yeah, he was. He definitely was looking good. I was. I was pumped to race him. He's a good kid. I've been a fan mm. of his for a long time. That was uh, hopefully. Uh, yeah, hopefully we yeah, get some good news on that. He, hopefully he can get some good news, or either, yeah. either that or Elon Musk will fix it. Fuck right, <laughs> dude. You getting that Neuronet shit or what? You gonna fucking? You gonna you gonna uh, drop that shit in? Maybe, maybe that'll get my left. That might get my left leg working again. I don't know. Maybe. He, he had good sales pitch the other day. Oi, I do actually feel like though, Josh. To complete your career, you probably need to go to Europe and race GPs. It's the only thing you haven't. Yeah, done. you need to go loop out in Qatar, bro, and then good. you've done everything. <laughs> that would be the. Uh, that wouldn't be good for me. I. <laughs> <laughs> nah, EMX, bro, get in with those kids on a two-stroke. Again, like, it still wouldn't be good for me. I, like, <laughs> it worked. <laughs> like if I got it, if I got in the top ten in the slowest class, there, I'd probably be pumped. Yeah. yeah. So um while we're doing it's like pre- while we're doing predictions, who let's pre- I want Josh Hill's predictions for the Monster Energy Supercross season twenty twenty. Who's winning each class and why? And you can't choose yourself. Okay. No, well I'll choose well, Hill. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't even champion. even with seven rounds seven rounds left, I don't think I'm still even mathematically in it. <laughs> <laughs> I Fuck that shit. We can we can change points. some rules. Uh, who's going to win? Yeah, 450 class. Uh, you know, I guess, like, we just talked about this. It depends on where they have it. I think yeah. that really does have a huge, huge factor in it, um, in where they have it. I, I think, again, like I said, if it's Salt Lake, I'm going to go, uh, ooh, if it's Salt Lake at all of them, I'm going to say Tomac's going to win the 450. McElrath is going to win ooh. 250 East. Because he's got a fast bike and it's high altitude. Yeah. He's just he he lives on he trains does all his stuff on the west coast. 
He's been yep. a West Coast guy his whole life. That's a West Coast track. I'm going yep. McElrath. And then um, for Andis, I'm going to say no matter where they put it, I'm still kind of put my money on you know him unless something funky happens. Yeah. So and then if you go back, I don't know. I, I guess if you go to Phoenix, it's kind of the, I would say even the same thing. I think seven rounds in Phoenix, you give. I think McElrath is going to be would be. I would give him the nod. I think he's what eight points down or something like that. Nine points down. Everybody's forgetting it's still pretty tight. Unless yeah, I'm yeah. way no, off it. here, but I think that's no, it is tight. It is. Yeah. Um, but then you you know maybe you would I think you'd give the uh, I might have to go with Roxon at Phoenix just because of how dominant he was this year, and Eli has had some up and down races there. Yeah. Can you physically see like <clears throat> to me? It looks like the reason why you see, like, I feel like Eli just has one speed and it's fast as absolute fuck. Like he, that's literally when he gets on the bike, that's it. It's going as ham as he possibly can. And he's going to blow through shit. The throttle's going to be wide open. He's going to be steering it with the rear. And it's like, that's it. And it either works to the point where nobody can touch him. Or it doesn't work at all because he's literally trying to go too fast for it. Well, it's trying to go too fast for what the track can allow. Like that—that's what it looks like to me. Yeah, he Tomac wants to go faster than his than his tires will allow him to stick to the dirt. You know, like yeah. And Kenny is more. I think he. They're both. You know, everybody'll be like, oh, you know. Tomac's not that talented, or yeah, I've heard people say that, and I think that's the dumbest thing ever. That's retarded. That guy has days where he does things that are insanely like the way he stands up through like deep ruts and carries momentum and the, the way like he'll do jumps that nobody else thought about doing that day like he has those james stewart moments yeah he and just doesn't kenny, look the same doing it and then kenny i swear kenny is better now that he's had his injury because mm. kenny now and i i felt the same thing with myself like uh when i got hurt is you you find out how to ride smoother when you're when you're trying to protect something mm. and then you mm. if you do that long enough and enough times like you almost can find better techniques of riding the bike and Kenny for as bad as his injury was he's had to I think adapt and he, his techniques like almost get, is better than it was before he got hurt I mean mm. in my opinion watching him he's less sporadic like everything he does he carries momentum I'm definitely Sure, he does that way the same way. I don't see it that me getting hurt was the but yeah, he's he's overcame it, it seems like, and almost like I think he's almost more solid than he ever was. Yeah, well, you got to think like so, too the mental and, and shit you, that he's been through. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's it can go both ways too, but yeah. I think you put him on a real slippery, hard packed track seven weekends and tend to a guy that is is used to riding. A little bit within himself yeah you know like if he, if he, if tomac's probably training and going hard as he can all the time i mean i don't know him i don't know him that well to know his training program but i assume he's just like hammering you know like yeah think about him up in colorado just slamming into stuff and going crazy and just finding all this new raw speed and then i would assume that ken's probably just riding the like riding being super smooth and gaining like you know, a tenth every day, possibly. Yeah. yeah. You, know, you know what I'm saying? Or like, that's what he's shooting for. Yeah. So, yeah. When you get on a slick, a slick track, 
the the more aggressive style tends to bite people yeah and and i think slick tracks are harder to pass on yeah so can't get really that's probably the major reason the main reason why i give if if it's in phoenix he would on paper have the nod gonna be sick but then also tomac just kind of destroyed it like Daytona was one of the most badass rides of all time. And Tomac at Daytona like, this year? At one point, yeah. Like, I, I was watching on the stands just, like, after my race, just in the in my gear still watching, just, like, with my jaw out. Like, <laughs> it was pretty insane how good he rode. That's why I get, like, the way he rode there, like, that's the most technical track in, in Supercross, like, for, you know, yeah. in different ways with ruts and bumps and all that kind of stuff and being slippery. And not to mention you can't see that good. Yeah, it's not the best. And there's it's all, not like and super bright, man. Because there's like, well, there's like five. It's not the lighting. I've realized it's they have all that dark dirt. Yeah, so I was gonna normally, say you like, mix the, the, the reflect dirt, off yeah. like. Yeah, the, normally the, like if the dirt was like a red clay, that place would seem like it was lit up, awesome. But because it's like a real dark dirt, but they have like five different types of dirt, so that makes it hard too because you can't yeah. tell. Like you forget where there's traction and where there isn't but he was insane there so we'll see and then cooper just completely spoiler because you know that guy is not going to give up and he's got nothing and everything to gain so yeah that could be also a huge factor and i mean like i gotta say like i'm just a, i'm a, a cooper webb fan like that guy goes for it the way he rides and i mean he had the season they stopped that's pretty sick yeah, dude, totally. Well, uh, we'll wrap this show up. This has uh, been Gypsy Tales Worldwide with Joe Hill, Sam Moore, and Guy Streeter doing the switching. And um, Joe Hill is welcome back on this show as the, uh, I feel like you're just like... No, he's the correspondent. Yeah, you're That's like, what we said last time. Yeah, he's the foreign yeah, correspondent. Yeah. Joe Hill is our US correspondent yeah. going <laughs> forward for Gypsy Tales Worldwide. Have we, have we still got you there, Joe Hill? Have we still got you? Yeah, I'm, I'm here. I'm here live, live from the scene. All right, we're, we're gonna we're gonna cross the Joe Hill here in a minute. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like we, we're gonna need you to call in live from the pits uh, after your uh, after Supercross too. So we'll get you, we'll get you yeah, in for yeah. Supercross companion. I'll just be like, I'll just I'll do it just when the juicy going on. Like if there's like a fun in the pits, or there's some bums doing something like shady around the backside, like I'll come in live. Like we're not gonna like you guys don't want the mainstream stuff, right? No no no, 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 no. We want no, the proper. You, you want to know what's really shit. like what's happening around around the scene. Not give me yeah. the ju- give me the juice. We like, don't want the actual scene. We want yeah. the things around the scene. <laughs> hey, gypsy tales. <laughs> yeah, gypsy yeah, tales. What's going worldwide. on in the parking lot? Out. <laughs> yeah. awesome. Who drunk the most amount of beers out <laughs> tailgating? <laughs> just uh, yeah, we're just straight. We're just straight chasing bougie shit, bro. <laughs> like that note. What's that all gas show? Have you guys seen that? No. What's that? Nah. Where the guy just goes to like raves and interviews people, just like the most like destroyed. <laughs> I don't know, but it sounds right up our alley. <laughs> I'll send it to you. It's great. It's great. Yeah. Well, look, some great <laughs> yeah, shits coming awesome. out of this show. We've got a new. Uh, we've got a new show coming in 2021. Whenever borders open, it's called Fuck That Supercross. Uh, it'll be featuring Joe Hill. We'll be tearing down a YZF 250, putting it in putting four, it in gear, four bags. gear bags, and going around the world. And then we're fucking <laughs> Gypsy Tales on tour. <laughs> 
Uh, thanks for coming, bro. It's been sick. Hopefully this shit recorded because yeah. this was fun as fuck. <laughs> I hope so. Hey, worst case, we got to do it again. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, brother. Good to see you. All right. See you, dude. All right. See you guys. Hey. Uh, uh, the man. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers. But you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.